We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, fellas. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Hello there. Hey, you guys! Hey, guys. Love the show. Big fans. Over probably 20 years. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Call or text WGR at 803-0550 or post on X at WGR 550. And get connected to Jeremy and Joe now. Hey, oh, happy Tuesday morning. What's up? Sunny outside. Like, the, the sun is my favorite like, star. Like, so sunny that... My favorite star. Yeah. Here my, my, here my, Beetlejuice my, my is fa- my favorite star. My, my favorite star is ranked. One, the sun. Two, La Tulale. <laughs> come on, you can't come up with a better one than that. Star uh, La Tulale, number star... two. Bart Star. Bart Star. There you go. Star the uh, the TV channel. Stars. Stars? stars. stars. What about everyone's favorite all-star, Rasmus Dahlin? There you go. All-stars. Star Wars. Yeah. Only certain ones, though. Definitely only certain ones. Sun's pretty cool. You just can't, <laughs> you can't, very, you can't look at it. It's actually very hot. You can't look at it. It's like what? Like, you Fun know, fact. That it's hot? It's very hot. Yeah. Sun. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to join us about anything, anything, it's on the table. What do we need? We need a stat of the day. We need. Uh, I saw. I'll get a stat of the day. It cannot be true. Are you ready for this? Good. Let's make it the stat of the day, and let's do due diligence on this. Can't possibly be true. Okay. Brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Okay. Can't okay. be true. It's not true. Never mind. Thank you. So we can't give a fake stat as a stat of the day. That well, would probably be uh, a, a guy. A guy that. Yeah, it's like a TikTok. What guy. was it? What was it? I don't want. I don't want to get to it because it was. It was another Jabram Hamdam thing. No, it was. It it really fit in the wheelhouse, or was right in the wheelhouse of. I want it to be true, but it can't be. And sometimes with stat of the day. Things are so incredible. It's why they get stat of the day. Mm-hmm. So a guy on Twitter had suggested that the number of interceptions that have been reversed due to a penalty. You throw a pick, and mm-hmm. and and the pit, it's wiped out by a penalty. He made the case that Patrick Mahomes had thrown fifty three picks called back on penalty. <laughs> no, and come on, and you the, thought you bought that? Hold on, fifty three doesn't fifty three for his career, and that second place was Josh Allen with seven. Oh, and I, my first reaction was that cannot be true, and it's not true. But <laughs> it is don't you? Not true. But don't you want to believe it? I, Wouldn't it yeah. have been great to believe? It would have been yes. It would have been great to be if it was true. 
I mean, it would be the greatest evidence that the NFL is rigged of all time. You would hear it every day. 53 to 7? It's not real. First versus second? That's unbelievable. But obviously not true. Yeah. He's probably got a bunch, though. Would you believe he's first? No. No, my... Somebody that puts the ball in harm's yeah, way more my, often. My guess is the player that has the most interceptions called back due to penalty is the guy that throws the most interceptions. Like, not the... Not a, yeah. Although Mahomes isn't not throwing a No, lot. he's near the top of the list. I mean, Allen was number one this year, and what was Mahomes? Like, number three? Yeah. Like, he was two back? Dak's up there. Yeah, the good quarterbacks throw picks, you know. That's how it goes. Jameis Winston is probably first all-time. That's a good guess. Yeah, because he throws a lot of interceptions. A lot of interceptions. Even not playing. He still finds a way to get into games and throw interceptions. 803-0550. Sabres back tonight. I want to make stat of the day. The Sabres have more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Yeah? How is that possible? It's more of a Toronto stat than I guess than it is a Sabres stat. Because it's not like 20 is all that impressive. They have 20 regulation wins. The Sabres doing 48 games this year. And they're 10 points out. Going into tonight. All right. That's one of the stats of the day. I've got another one. Longest tenured NHL coaches. Okay. First is going to be John Cooper for Tampa. Yep. Um, Mike Sullivan for Pittsburgh. Got to be up there. Yep. How about... Man, there's so much movement for coaches. You've got number one and number two. Jared Bednar of the Colorado Avalanche. He's number three. Good. Man, everybody fires people. Like, Florida's been good, but no, they got they got uh, Paul Maurice only a couple years ago, so he's not right. How high is Granado going to be on this list? Uh, Don, I mean, I think that's maybe the, the, the exercise here, Granado right? is seventh. Wow! There are six coaches that, that have been with their teams longer than Don Granado. That's unbelievable. Cooper, Sullivan, Jared Bednar, Brindamore, Sheldon Keefe, and Lindy Ruff. That's wow. it. That's the list. I think Keith and Ruff are the two guys right behind Granado if you look up like first coach fired odds. So, like those are the three. Well, the others are, you know, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Carolina. Yeah. Although, you know, Pittsburgh, I mean, he won a cup. Pittsburgh's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not probably not his fault though. You you yeah. want you want a Sabres conspiracy theory? Sure. Here's a small Sabres conspiracy theory. Okay. A small conspiracy theory is generally eh, conspiracy working against. Conspiracy is probably aggressive. Okay. There's one thing that Don Granado mentions a lot with us. Uh-huh. Consistently. Uh-huh. When he comes on, a thing that he will consistently mention is third-pair defensemen and the significant drop-off that a team has between like the top four and the third pair. Yeah. He consistently will talk about that drop-off at third pair. So what's the conspiracy part of it? Like, the Sabres went to the offseason, and we thought, like, man, they could really use some help on the blue line. Yeah. And theirs is just like everybody else's. I mean, the drop-off is... But that's those were the signings they made. It was, yeah. Yes, that's right. It was to get better at the bottom end of your blue line so that you weren't asking Jacob Bryson to go play 18 minutes. And how's that going? 
I mean, they are giving up fewer goals, but we're not really attributing that to the blue line, are mm. we? We're giving that to the goalie and the, the fact that they decided to play more defensive in general, I, I just think. W- I just wonder if there's a little bit of a... And the penalty he, kill. He mentions that all the time because the number one thing we thought the Sabres were going to get this offseason was not upgrade their third. It was going to be some really reliable anchor of a top four would come right. in, and that never happened. Right. So, no, yeah, we were talking about a legitimate second-pair defenseman for Owen Power. And it didn't happen. And, no. Power, and Power, by the way, has done what this year? He's kind of like... He's regressed, stag- I think. He's stagnated at best. Or, yeah, that. And their third pair, I mean, is it any better? Really, actually, if their third pair has gotten any better, bottom four, it's Ryan Johnson. Right. It's the kid. It's not the two veterans that they brought in. And those were, like, you know, part of me wants to be, like, Congratulations on the applause of, oh, you convinced Eric Johnson to come to the Buffalo Sabres. You know, like, yeah. oh, Stanley Cup winner, veteran guy. Okay. Would he have a, I mean, I guess he'd have a job in the league. Didn't Friedman say a couple weeks ago, like, there'll be options for the Sabres with Eric Johnson? Like, I guess someone else would have signed him. But, man, I'm just, anyone that they, can I get anyone they bring in from outside of the organization that's okay. like, like actually moves the meter in any real legitimate way. I want to give you one. This isn't the actual conspiracy. A part of this is it possible that the state of the Sabers convincing players to come here is in a much worse spot than we're ready to accept? Because Where it is right now, right now, yeah. Think of every player they get. Yeah, every single one. There's a connection. While mm-hmm. you think maybe, why do they only trade for players that Granado is coached or knows? It might be everybody that they want to bring in or sign or trade. They need a little bit of convincing. Right. I know somebody there. Or like, Tuck, who grew t- up a Sabre fan. Right. Yeah. It makes me wonder, in free agency, we say, well, Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson and... why and Johnson had a connection to Oposo, remember? They known each other since they were like right. kids. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of connections. But the point yeah. just yeah. simply is... What if the Sabres are in free agency in these last couple of years are making calls and have nowhere to go? Or are making calls to trade for guys and they're on every no trade. Jacob list. Chikrin says, I'm not playing for you. You you are on Are you all, kidding? Right, wouldn't you be on ninety percent of no trade lists yeah. and UFAs are gonna say no? Yeah, that player poll about the worst places to play, the players reported it was gloomy and it didn't feel like the NHL. Which is something that guys who have played here have said. Didn't Robin Leonard make a comment once? Well, you, Robin Leonard made a comment about there being a dark cloud in the arena. We feel it. Yeah. I feel it in the stands. The players got to feel that, too. And that probably, you know, if you know people wonder about attitude or like, well, you know, like that sometimes can come from that. I mean, O'Reilly wasn't a bad player. He had produced... But he said, like, uh, you know, paraphrasing, that it sucked the life out of him. O'Reilly says that. Leonard says that. You know, I don't know what Eichel or Reinhardt would say behind the scenes, but all these guys have gone elsewhere. And what are they telling their teammates and what are they telling others in the league about playing here? I mean, you can't be thinking they're getting positive reviews behind the the scenes from other players who are all hanging out and working out together in the summer. And that's what makes this season so, I think, crushing. Because last year, the way they played... They were starting to turn it around. It really felt like you could start to shed that. Yeah. 
maybe they could make that go away. Maybe they can reset the organization. You know, Kevin Adams and Don Granato had done a good job of reconnecting with the fans and playing exciting style and getting close and giving us a, a playoff chase. Yeah. When Levi showed up and started winning games, Joe, that's probably the most electric Sabres fans have felt about the franchise in a decade. <laughs> they were in it, and they had this young yeah. guy, and he was cool. Everything was back. And this season has really been a blow to that. The, all that you said about, like, Michael, Reinhardt, Leonard, all that could have been, if they were in Detroit spot right now, we would not even talk about it, all that stuff. It'd be, hey, they're right where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be where Detroit is, mm-hmm. which is maybe they make it, maybe they don't. But but they, don't have, they don't have the 10 years of no, Detroit, history before that. Detroit is, I mean, Detroit, I guess, hasn't made it in a while they're, either. They're in a long drought, too. But if, if the Sabres yeah. are having the season Detroit is having, they are tied for the second wild card spot, tied for the first wild card spot, right? And one point behind Tampa. If, if the Sabers were having the Red Wing season, we would be over the moon. Yep. Not even, hey, maybe they can make a run and get in it. Like last year was, can they can they climb? Have the Sabers? This is a tough question. I don't think they've ever been in a spot. Since what? Since the ten game win streak? <laughs> yes. Like when's the last time they were in a spot? Because last year's team, correct me if I'm wrong. Find this. I don't think last year they ever got into a spot. They had multiple games to get into a spot and never did, and ultimately finished once one point back. Yeah, I'll check this. When's because... the last time they were in an actual spot past December 10th? Yeah, because I tested you the other day on like how far out they were at this exact same time last year, and they were one point out. So did they ever win a game to get into a spot? I don't I, think they ever did. I don't remember coming in here the next morning and being like, "Here we go, they're in, they're in a playoff spot." Yeah, and it wasn't like you know, last year was a constant teetering October. just on the edge, and I don't think they they might have gotten tied for a spot and out on the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm going through February now. They got to within one point, and then like I'm a week later, and they're kind of dropping back. <laughs> they're three points out. They're five points out. They might have bad February, I guess. Um February 1st, they're not in a spot. Yeah, I don't know when they would have last been in one. And that, all this is like, it's a dark and depressing type of thought that I'm having, which is how do you dig out of that? How do you dig out of. Last year was the way to do it. There's no, there, how many players in the league even remember them in the playoffs? How many players in the league remember them being good? Like, sometimes I'll joke about, like, need to change the logo and change the jersey. And, like, I only half kidding there. Because I think when players around the NHL look at that uniform, what do they think of? They think of that gloominess that they responded to in the poll. And I don't know how you win over... you you got to bring talent in. I don't know how you win over talented people to come here and feel like you're a real team in the NHL without... I mean, they got to show everybody first, right? They're not, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from anybody until they either make it or as you mentioned, they've like got a connection. Like hey, maybe they, maybe there's such a connection with Rod Brindamore that like he can be the guy that changes all this. But like, that's where I'm at. I, I just don't have confidence. One that the GM will pull the trigger on trades or free agent signings that need to happen like that. Or the alternative, which might be worse, is you can't convince people to come here. You can't. You might have offered and the the Coyotes the most, and Chikrin said no. That's worse. Right. That's worse than if they didn't offer enough to me. Yeah. It means you're playing with a 
not a full deck, not like in terms of not intelligently, but you don't have the cards to play. And then your only way out of it is you better cross your fingers and hope that six of these prospects turn into great players or else you're stuck again. Well, more than the prospects turning into great players, what you really need is the guys you've signed to long-term extensions to be worth it. Because as soon as you find a guy that wants to be here, what have you done? You've given him seven years. It's not good. <laughs> the all those they were they were starting to win fans back too, oh, right? Big, like big time. Big the, time. the attendance was growing, and the season ticket base was slowly going back up. And this year has been a. Have they ma- undone all that? I don't know about undone, but this year has been a massive blow. It's it's really been a it's it's tough. I'm I'm going through last year. That in terms of like past the new year, they were never in a spot. And Matthew Fairburn had a piece at the Athletic about injuries because the Sabers have had injuries this year. You know where they stand on injuries and in, in league wide? No, a- average. On games lost, yep. on wins above replacement lost, on all of it, average. They've not been more. You know, it's not like they're the most ravaged team. And one of those injuries, by the way, was Jack Quinn which they knew about coming into the season and didn't do anything to replace it other than, you know, hope Zach Benson could step in and do that, which no. they're going to do that again now. Did they think that Victor Olofsson was hanging around, was going to give them 20 goals again Victor be, be that replacement? And that is just a zi- – I, I forget he's on the team. It is. I can't believe I just remembered he's on the team. It is consistently amazing to remember that Victor Olofsson is on this team. That he's still here. <laughs> yep. 803-0550. CJ, we'll get a call from you on the other side. Get back to some bills and some, you know – Wide receiver train chatter. Get some more ideas out there. Always good to do that. Our wide receiver idea of the day today was LaVisca Chenault, courtesy of Chris Trapasso. Mm-hmm. There might have been one point, just to, just to wrap up this this on the, on the Sabres from last year. They were in a spot one day. Were they tied or actually in it? They were, like, I, they were in the spot. They had the same amount of points, but they had a higher points percentage actually they have the exact same points percentage so we're going okay. to like a fourth tiebreaker yep. either way oh i want you to do the tiebreaker joe it's important all right the, the tiebreaker was uh regulation wins regulation wins was tied also regulation the same or- amount of games played points regulation wins they had more regulation overtime wins okay. than detroit one day february 24th last year we'll always have that they were in a spot they were kind of tied for it that was after the uh, Craig Anderson had like a 50-save game against the Panthers. Hmm. They were in a spot for one day. Mark your calendar. Let's uh, let's let's celebrate that. February 24th. Yes. Can they get back in a spot by February 24th? Probably not. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Stefan wrote in, wasn't there a game in February last year? Craig Anderson goalied the Panthers, and we were in a spot for a yeah. night. Yes. For one night. He remembers. After a 42-year-old goalie, goalie made 50 saves. That's how they got into a spot. Just win, baby. Oh. Just win. All right. Back in a minute. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. More interested about okay, what what can I do to help this team win? Mm-hmm. You know more so than anything else, mm-hmm. and, and that's the only thing that matters to me. So, 
whether Kevin's calling it, I'm calling it, to me, you know, the most important thing is us as a team. If Kevin's calling, what can I do? I can do my job to as high of ability as humanly possible. I can get Deshaun ready to play each and every week mm-hmm. and get our room ready to play each and every week because we mm-hmm. got a great room, and I'm sure we'll add to that. You know, and then I can help develop a game plan that's going to help us be multiple, attack a defense in different ways, mm-hmm. uh, be aggressive, you know, elite in what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing to me, you know, just doing that to make sure if I'm in that role, hey, I'm going to do that at an extremely high level. All right. That's Ken Dorsey at his press conference in Cleveland. He's the new offensive coordinator. Good. He also but, said, from everything I've heard about Deshaun Watson, he's a real quality human being. Yikes. Tough one. I was going to say this. All due respect to Ken Dorsey, I'm just going to have this line. Mm-hmm. I want it. Good for Ken Dorsey mm-hmm. on getting that job. Bad for the people that interview Ken Dorsey. He's not bad for the people that, that interview that Ken interview Dorsey. and like look for sound bites. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Good for Ken Dorsey. Bad for anybody asking him questions. <laughs> not a great. Not no. a great. Not hey, much. so even in that one coming back from the break, what? Just not a great soundbite. Doesn't mean he's not a good person. Not a great soundbite. Which is kind of interesting because you know. Meanwhile, you know the clip we were that his his iconic. Moment for the Bills will be Ooh, what's the most memorable destroying a, bo- a a booth. Yeah, that's right. Right, but what's the most memorable thing he said? Oh, there isn't anything. There's not. A, there can't be. I can't remember a single word. I. I mean, I know like what he things that he wanted to do, yak yards, but I was. And again, I like, was hoping yesterday he would get into a little bit why he got fired and like getting fired, but he just which didn't, he not he didn't. Do. He said it was a decision of the head coach, and he thought things were pretty good, but he would also do some things differently. Like, you know. Again, not a bad guy, but yeah. What is the most he interesting is a, thing? He is a ever bad seen. soundbite. <laughs> a yeah. real bad press conference. All right, he, didn't he call James Cook uh, something? Like a feature back RB one. That's maybe the most that I can ever remember. Didn't he? I think he was the first person that called James Cook like a like a feature back, three down back. Did he even compare him to someone? Maybe. Again, I'm trying to remember a Ken Dorsey soundbite from August, which, like, yeah. he he said a million words that meant nothing in between. That's, so. yeah. CJ in Buffalo. Hey, CJ. Hey, guys. Hey, I know it's off season. Me and some of the guys have been playing with, like, the top two, the most important things you would get for each team in the AFC East other than the Bills. And what would your two primary goals be if you were a GM or owner of those teams? And this is just – this doesn't include the draft. It's just players that you can trade for or are uh, available free agent-wise. And I'll just give you mine real quick, and I, I just really wanted to see what you guys thought you would do for the, for each team. But Derrick Henry or Justin Fields for Miami, if you can't get Fields, you would try to get Trey Lance. The Patriots, you would trade for either Khalil Mack and Higgins if you could. Like, this is just to win the AFC East uh, now. Uh, and for the Jets, Devontae Adams and anybody for the offensive line. So you're asking me if I was these teams, what would I do to try and win the division? If you had yeah. if you're, you're two on the other primary teams. options. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So like uh, let me let me hit on one that you just had. Um this idea has popped up once in a while on social media and maybe even on TV. Uh I don't think Justin Fields would make the Dolphins a lot better. No way. No. If anything, I actually just saw this. Football Insights just tweeted this out, I think last night. 
charted quarterback passing from a clean pocket. Oh. And Tua is, like, one of the best in the league. And the only quarterbacks worse than Justin Fields are Bailey Zappi and Will Levis. Yeah. Like, he's one of the worst from a clean pocket in football. No, I like so, I like Justin Fields for a team with playmakers that he can freelance. And Miami's offense is not a freelancing offense. Right. I like him in, uh, though I don't know exactly what, you know, what's going to happen in Atlanta's offense. I've been saying Justin Fields for Atlanta. Uh, I mean, I think Miami's move eventually, and we tried to figure out, like, who this would be yesterday, like Dak Prescott, just as an idea. Like, that level of guy, the next time he becomes available, that's the game I want to be in if I'm Miami. But I don't think that guy's available this offseason. I might want to – I'm just going to go ahead and be careful here on Miami. I'll do it again. Yes, that's right. I'll do it again. What should Miami do to try to win the division? Oh, the team that lost on a tiebreaker on the last day of the season – Due to a punt return, let's not act like they have to do a lot different. They're right here. Aren't they? The difference between (laughs) the Bills and the Dolphins is Mm -hmm. the Bills lost their last game of the season in part because they had nobody to play defense. And Miami had nobody to play defense Mm -hmm. and lost on a punt return. Kind of. They also got smoked early in the season. That's right, they did. did. And they lost on a tiebreaker. Yeah. If they don't lose to Tennessee up 15 points late, they win the division. They but Miami is not leagues behind the Bills. Right. Well, I mean, the resume is. Right? Resumes, it's, it's the same. This, resumes don't matter. But it's the same between the Bills and the Chiefs that it is the Dolphins and the Bills. Resumes don't matter. How was Kansas City's resume this year? No, that's what I mean, though. Like... Why is it even more infuriating that that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl and the Bills are not? It's, this was supposed to be the vulnerable Chiefs, and you still couldn't beat them, and you can't get over them no matter what you do. And the Dolphins, they have to be treating it the same way of, I'm not saying that they're that far behind, but it's, that was supposed to be the most vulnerable the Bills were going to be. They were 6-6. Six and six. They had all those injuries. They, they didn't have wide receivers. Gabe Davis wasn't there. Like they, they, didn't have, they didn't have an offense compared to what they've had in the past, and we still couldn't beat them in the division. What do the Jets need to do? If they get their quarterback, and he's good. They, they need might, to keep him upright. They might be fine. And I don't think there's anything New England can do. Uh, not at least in the next year. Miami made up three games on you. And they did it with injuries to their defense the entire season. And their offense is not perfect because the quarterback's not perfect. They also have a worse cap situation than the Bills do because they have actually less cap space than the Bills do, and they have Waddle and Christian Wilkins to sign. Mm-hmm. So they got to figure out a way to do that. I'm sure they'll find a way. For They're not, they're not going to lose Jalen Waddle, at least, I know. But I, I think you should be worried if you're a Miami fan. This was... You you had the lead. Worried Tua, about what? Because Tua stayed healthy all seventeen games. You got what you wanted, and you went and eleven he and led six. the league in passing, and yep. you still lost to the Bills twice. Right, and you didn't win the division. What should I be worried about? Am I, am I about fan? ever being ever. on par with the Bills on a consistent year to year basis? I feel like they went all in, all the trades for Chubb, the trade for Hill, the the contracts they've given out, Ramsey, everything was designed to beat them right now. The same logic says the Bills will never beat the Chiefs. I, I mean, that's where we're living right now, isn't it? But you don't believe that. 
every year that it happens, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've got to believe it a little bit more and more. Yeah. That's them. I mean, the, the Bills beat them, what is it, nine of the last ten? Mm-hmm. I know not, not all that's McDaniel and Tua. But that's that's the reality I'm living in. It's the, it, To me, it's almost equivalent. It's However I think of the Chiefs, I have to imagine it's how the Dolphins think of the Bills. Dolphins 2024 opponents. I'm taking a look at this. They'll get a second-place schedule next year. Yeah, right? it's not easy. They, I think I saw, were one of the teams that could open the year in Brazil with Philadelphia. Don't quote me on that. That might be right. They do not play the Eagles. Okay, never mind. Who does? I figure out the Friday night opener. Yeah. Who do we want to see play in Brazil? Their opponents on the road, or sorry, going to uh, Philly, Dallas. No, not going to send Dallas there. They're not. That's too big. They're not going to do that. Giants. No. no. Washington. Cleveland. Philly, Cleveland? No. Atlanta. What are you, what are you looking for? Atlanta, here? Carolina, Jacksonville. The last two are the two. Jacksonville? No, no. Here's the one. Packers. Eagles, Packers. Why Packers? Because the Packers are interesting and worth watching. On like, yeah. you want, it's a standalone game going to be on Amazon Prime. Right. Amazon will demand a good opponent. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's talk. Yeah, they want they want it to be pretty good. You can't have the Cowboys. Your next good opponent yeah. at home for the Eagles is the Packers. Right. I bet Packers. Yeah, they'll probably yeah they'll probably get it too because they could also say like hey. We didn't get what we wanted for the Black Friday game. We had to watch Zach Wilson. Or no, not Zach Wilson. Uh, who the heck started for them at quarterback? Was it Simeon? N- Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. We had to put Tim Boyle on. Our, that was our feature game of the year. Tim Boyle started. You are giving us. Maybe they demand the Cowboys. I don't think they'll get it. You can't. I, I don't think they'll put the Cowboys on the road in the opener. They are, wouldn't make the Eagles have the, that game. Aren't the Cowboys side. more likely to be home Sunday night football to open the season? Yes. More definitely more likely. I'm wondering about the Browns. Is the Browns good enough? While also, you know, what's it? What's a what's the Eagles owner going to say in this? Like, hey, don't take an NFC game from us. We want home field advantage because hey, standings wise might matter. Packers, you know, the Cowboys have both the Ravens and the Bengals going to a and the Lions. Cowboys Lions opener Sunday Night Football. Cowboys Lions opener. Okay. Bills and Chiefs on the Thursday night opener because they've got no wait they never can't mind. Do that, that can't happen because it's in Buffalo. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know my assumption normally is just that the game is at Arrowhead. I'm usually I'm usually right when that happens. The opener, the NFL season opener. Mm. The Bills also host the 49ers this year, right? That's not in San Francisco. You ready for the season opener? What Chiefs at Niners when the Niners win this game? If the Super Bowl chi- rematch? Yeah. If the Chiefs are home... Mm-hmm. Oh, here you go. If the Chiefs are home, you have options. You have Baltimore and Cincinnati as options. Ooh, Cincinnati, Burrow back. That's the one. Look That's at this. We, we got the whole first weekend. The Chiefs win we the got Super it planned Bowl. Out. It goes Chiefs-Bengals to open. Packers-Eagles. Sunday night is going to be Cowboys-Lions. Monday night is... Bills, Bills, uh, Jets. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Again. Bills, Jets. Run it back. Run it back. Let's get what we were supposed to get. Get uh, that game here. Monday, n- Monday night opener, Bills, Jets, Rodgers on the road. Great. That's, that's not going to bring back good memories for anybody. 
No, you're right about not that. Not a Bills fan and definitely not a Jet fan either because their the, season ended that day. Bills, Jets, Monday Night Football, they'll call it the uh, blow in the cartridge game. Put it back in, see if it works. <laughs> Let's get a different one. Uh-huh. All right, break time. Pick and, up the uh, computer and slam it on yeah. the ground a couple of times. Is it working yet? Hit the TV. Yeah. Slap it oh. on the side. All right, Extendo Sports next. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Did you see the NBA will be having an LED court? Yes. For All-Star Weekend this Saturday? Yes. Court will be able to show live replays and other video content as well as real-time game stats and player tracking. On the court itself. That's pretty cool. I wonder wonder how it's going to look, though. We'll see. Uh, Replays during the game on the court seems like stupid. I've got one for you I want to ask you about. You've not been to the Waste Management Open, have you? No. But you want to. I want to. Justin, I almost made it happen a couple years ago. But yeah. No. Justin Ray, who covers golf, The Athletic, he wrote on Twitter yesterday, when you work in golf TV, you spend a lot of time on golf carts going through the production trailer and the set. There's no cart ride more entertaining all year than the one after the show Saturday at TPC Scottsdale. Incredible pe- people watching experience. And then he wrote, the man in the head-to-toe Elmo costume shotgunning a Coors Light at 7.30 a.m. has a different disposition 11 hours later. <laughs> and I also saw uh, stats on the number of drinks they served at that at the stadium on yeah, 16. Stadium. Same hole. Yeah. It's like 4 million drinks. Wow. I mean, that half of those. That can't be right. Half of those end up on the course when someone hits a hole-in-one. Right? Don't they like all throw their drinks on the course? Yeah, that's true. Or they throw them up in the air, or whatever they do. Four million over the weekend? Yeah. That's a million drinks per day. On one hole. Nuts. That is the hole, by the way. If I ever go, I mean, that's 16. the one. That's the one you want to go okay, to. Okay, here we go. This is from 2022. Okay. They expected 750,000 servings of beer alone. That might have been that day. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a good time. How about uh, just just looking up some details about this weekend for that tournament? Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley both withdrew. That's not good. Those are two. I mean, you're already lacking for some guys like Rom. If Xander Shoffley's not going to go, who's going to miss important putts? Sorry. <laughs> What did what did he uh, what did he do? I bet him once and he missed some putts. Hmm. Perfect time for Ludwig Aberg to take over the the sport. Here he comes, Swedish Tiger. He's good. Yes, he's very good. You know, I watch all these guys play golf, and I think all I ask for in my life, Joe, all I want is to be as good at golf as Wyndham Clark is. I don't even have to make money from it. I just want to I want to be good at golf, better than I am. Is that asking so much? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll use my powers for good. Just let me be as good at golf as Victor Hovland. <laughs> it's like one of the ten best yeah. golfers in the world. Come on. Why not? Why can't I just have that? I won't even use... I won't. You're saying you'd be okay with you have those powers, but you're not allowed to use them... To make millions? Anywhere competitively. Sure. 
Yeah, I could only play. For, nah, this is a great question. I could no longer play in tournaments with friends. I right. would just I would just Well no, you wouldn't even be allowed it'd be like the ten year old who's that hundred and eighty pounds and six three because you yeah. know, he just runs through everybody. It's not even fun for anybody. What about if it's a, if it's a tournament a for point. not money? Like if you're just playing for fun. What's it what's it for if you're not competing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. There's a new golf rule in Erie County, isn't there? That came out yesterday. Did you see this? A new rule in Erie County? Hmm. There's like a nine-hole rule. It's going to make oh, it tougher yes, for yes, nine yes. holes. The, uh, a couple of the, the local muni courses, they have league nights, and they've dropped them from 18 holes to nine because okay, leagues have been taking over those courses that, I are, see. that are public courses. Yep. It was just a couple of muni uh, courses. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Extra point show. One Bills Live. Chris Trapasso's back on. He's tweeting it just moments ago. He's back on One Bills Live. And they'll talk with Doug Farrar on Wide receiver prospects. I'll be listening. Getting closer. How many days? We're inside 70, 79? 79. 79 days. Reuben Brown? Yeah, we're outside of receivers now. I don't think a receiver's more 79. I bet Reuben Brown could have caught a touchdown if they threw it to him. Pro- to, was Tommy Doyle 79 when he caught that pass against the <laughs> Patriots? <laughs> Tommy Doyle. Good guy, that Tommy Doyle. All right. Talk tomorrow. Go Sabres, and uh, we'll wait to see what the Dallas dog is. Hot dog of the night at KeyBank Center. You're going tonight, right? I'm going. All right. I'm going to guess barbecue sauce and onion rings. Good luck on the dog and on the game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.